0: Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show.
1: Hi, I'm Marcus and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up.
0: Welcome back, Gen X Grown-Up Podcast listeners, to episode 85 of the Gen X Grown-Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we'll take a look at the new Showtime comedy about aspiring astronauts and a moon base in the Arizona desert. Check out the new tabletop version of a classic Don Bluth animated Laserdisc arcade machine. And we get medieval as a Viking assassin in the latest entry into the Assassin's Creed franchise. We're well into November. Now, and uh, it's appropriate that our fourth listener email this episode is about something special we did at the end of October. <laughs> so, we worked quite a bit throughout the year working on a, uh, a fictional podcast that released in our feed. Uh, you may have seen it or heard it. If you haven't, you can go back and look. But we got a very nice email from a fourth listener of the show, Matt Mann, uh, and he wrote in with a subject line Escape Room Masterpiece. Ooh, whoa. I guess he liked it. Okay. Or he <laughs> watched something else called Escape Room. One or the other. <laughs> he mistakenly attributed it to us. That very well could be. <laughs> so Matt Mann writes in and says, Hello, gentlemen. Holy shit. I cannot begin to sing your praises enough on the Escape Room episodes. You guys definitely went above and beyond the call of duty on this. The way you pulled all of the best things from your podcast into the story was amazing, like the bickering, Mo and George arguing, obscure references, and general (laughs) geekiness.
1: (laughs) Me and George, we never argue. We always
0: agree. That doesn't happen. What the hell this guy is talking about? Jeez, Mo and
1: I
2: have been best friends for like 70 years now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's why we're on episode 85. We only do one of these.
0: One year. Is
1: that how it works?
0: (laughs) He goes on to say, that's I, I'm sorry. I can't do that with a straight face. Yes, of course. He says the acting and writing in this is also top notch. The way everyone captured stress and fear in your voices was astounding. Rachel also really helped bring everything together. Yeah. yep, she did. I cannot even begin to explain to you how much this episode entertained me. I've listened to it twice already and probably will even more. Wow. 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 Man. That's more than I've listened to it. I don't want to listen to that thing. I that know, much. right? Well, I listened to it a hundred <laughs> times during editing, but yes, they it wraps up and says, Please know that all your hard work on this definitely did not go unnoticed. Keep up the incredible job and truly hope you're not all dead. <laughs> Forever
2: fourth listener,
0: <laughs> Matt Mann. He hasn't
2: gotten to the epilogue yet, apparently.
0: I think at the time he wrote this, perhaps, no, yeah, right, you are.
1: <laughs> wow. Thank you, Matt Mann. That was, I know, I can't, wow. I yeah. Mean, it, it was a ton of work, but man, it's, it's nice to, it was great to hear that. For sure it is. Yeah. I, I it was you know we, so because of the nature
0: of it like we didn't talk about it a lot leading up to it because we wanted it to be kind of a surprise and then it yeah. dropped and then we moved on with our other stuff and so we haven't talked about it a lot but thought we'd take this opportunity to read Matt's letter and th- thank you for listening anybody who did yeah. everyone that listened and took the opportunity to write in and, and comment on it we really appreciate you listening all the time and this was it was uh, it was a rigorous labor of love to crank this out and it, it was full court pressed by all of us for many many weeks and months so thank you thank you yeah, so much absolutely huh. so on the off chance you have not given it a listen. It's uh, very creepy and it's in the feed. You can go back and rewind a bit and you'll see it in there. It's uh, three, now four parts, three parts and an epilogue that Matt is talking about and the epilogue that George alluded to. So that's our fourth listener email. Thank you, Matt, for writing. We love it every time the fourth listener writes in. If you'd like your email featured on the show, just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. All right, gentlemen, let's get into the body of the show right after this break. If you've
1: thought about Europe, think about now. Because now TWA lets you enjoy England for a price that's simply smashing. Say bonjour to the unforgettable culture and cuisine of France. Or come to Italy, country of romance and history. Wherever you land, TWA gives you full 50% discounts on great restaurants, hotels, and more. So think about now. Think about today's TWA. Find out how good we really are.
0: Guys, for the last few weeks, we have been checking out Factors' ready-made meals. Now, they tell us that eating better is easy with their delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, ready to go in two minutes. All that is great. It wouldn't matter if it didn't taste good. So, mm-hmm. I've, we've, I've had several. I've been eating them every couple of nights. I'll try one of these factor meals. And then I had this turkey chili, and wow, was that good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my fiancé is vegetarian vegan, actually, so I went with the the vegetarian option. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay, you did for the whole box, okay. Yep, for the whole box, you know, because they have, like, over 35 different options you can choose from, like, every single week, Mm -hmm. so I went with the vegan option, or the vegetarian option, and let me tell you, they were pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, Matter of fact, she stole half of them, one, to start with. Wow. She took them from you? Yeah, Yeah, my (laughs) wife and I have been trading out, saying, oh, you try this, and you try this, and check it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was surprisingly good, and, again, like, I didn't realize that even some of these that were even vegetarian, I didn't even know that. Didn't even know. Wow. Hmm. So what's really cool, though,
2: is that if you want to add something extra to all these different meal choices that you're mm-hmm. talking about there's like 60 different add-ons to help you get going <laughs> and feel good basically all day long and I don't mean mm-hmm. just like like an extra side or something like that like there's a whole bunch of breakfast add-on meals that you can add on to your subscription not add on yeah. to the right, dinner yeah. meal but like mm-hmm. to add to your meal plan for the day and I just think it's it's really awesome that they give you all these different choices so that you're not just tied in to just dinner or just lunch. Having breakfast mm-hmm. as part of one of these meal plans is... I think kind of unique. I haven't seen that before in any of these meal delivery services. So I don't know what everybody's waiting for. It's time to get started (laughs) and get after your goals right now.
1: Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes and
2: smoothies? Yes please. Discover a wide (laughs) variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites and more.
0: Factor meals are ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping or cooking or even cleanup required. Just throw it in the trash when you're done. Get as much or as little as you need by
2: choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time.
1: Let me tell you, if you're looking for something fast with premium options, Factor is the perfect solution for you.
2: You guys know I'm the spreadsheet guy. (laughs) I have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every single meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious.
0: Just head over to factormeals.com slash GenX50 and use code GenX50 to get 50% off. That's code GenX50 at factormeals.com slash GenX50 to get 50% off let's get the ball rolling talking about media as we enjoy to here at the beginning of the show could be a film or music or television or comics or whatever it might be. And uh, George, I want to kick things off with you and hear what you have been checking out.
2: Well, I found this new series. It's in the second season already. So not new, new, but Mm -hmm. it's new to me. So new series, it's all about horror films. And I love horror films. As you guys know, it's one of my favorite genres. And Eli Roth has done this series called history of horror. It started off on, some other streaming network but now it's on AMC and that's how I found it it popped up in one of my feeds he doesn't title each episode like saying okay we're going to talk about Friday the 13th this time or Halloween this time or anything like that. It's more about subject matters that are common throughout horror. So like the first episode was zombies. Okay. So they have people from the zombie horror films in there doing interviews and talking about, you know, past histories on the sets and all that kind of stuff. And then mm-hmm. there's another one about slashers or oh, okay. Yeah, and it's just really Kinda like subgenres sort of uh, Exactly. Yeah, and it's really well produced. I like the fact that they pull people from all over the place. They actually have Stephen King in this thing quite often doing interviews, which I don't get to see a lot of Stephen King interviews. So mm-hmm. that's a that's really neat and
0: fun. He's a little to bit see. of a recluse, isn't he? I mean, he, he is, shows up here and there. Yeah,
2: he hasn't done it yet. But I imagine that in some of the episodes, as I keep watching them, he's probably going to allude to some of the work with his children because, you know, he has two sons that are horror writers. Mm-hmm. And I, I just found this whole series really, really interesting and they taught me a lot of stuff and introduced me to a lot of things that I did not know which I thought I knew quite a bit about horror and I was completely wrong. Yeah,
0: I thought you did too. I'm surprised.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice to discover all these new stories and all these new anecdotes and these new people that I was vaguely aware here and there of, okay, I know this guy does monster makeup and I know this person over here does this And but to really get to listen to them during the interview process and talk about like uh the gentleman that was the lead actor in um amityville horror Mm -hmm. they did some talking with him because one of the episodes was all about haunted houses cool and they talked with him a little bit and he said you know the blood coming out of the walls that part didn't bother me everything but this one scene here where i had to slap somebody that i just could never (laughs) go back and watch that again that just really bothered me (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) (laughs) too real yeah it was was really
2: neat i really enjoyed the series if you're a fan of Horror at all, I would definitely suggest trying to find this out there. I know the second season is on AMC and it's airing as we speak. Uh, I think they were like up, up to episode three or something like that at this point.
0: Oh, this is on AMC. I mean, based on where it was coming from, I thought it was going to be another offering from like Shudder. Remember? That's with, who it yeah. started with. It, oh, it started start with Shudder. Oh, that yeah. makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. started
2: with Shudder on season one, but now it's moved over to AMC, or at least it appears to be, you know, when I'm finding stuff in my public domain. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Cool. But, okay.
0: Yeah. Eli, and what's it called? It's Eli yeah. Roth. Eli Roth's
2: History of Horror. Nice. Got it. I'm definitely going to check that making out. making a note
0: right now. Okay, (laughs) cool.
2: (laughs) So, you know, that's what I've been looking at. But John, I think you finally got to see something you were
0: looking forward to last week, right? Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Last episode, I was, well, I said that I was kind of looking forward to (laughs) a show that didn't look very good. It was called Moonbase 8. It was a Showtime series, but I had to watch it because A, it was kind of uh, NASA astronaut themed and also it starred John C. Riley, the voice of Wreck-It Ralph. So I had to watch it. Right. Yeah, no choice. (laughs) And there have been a lot of space offerings lately and like there was Away, which we had and already got canceled Mm -hmm. and there was The Right Stuff is out that turned out really, really great on Disney+. But there's been a lot of space stuff. And I was maybe kind of weary of, of too much of it. And I figured mm-hmm. this would look kind of slapsticky thing. And I was pleasantly surprised that I was absolutely wrong. It wasn't junk. <laughs> so Moonbase 8 is a series that is, it's only six episodes long. And they're all pretty short. So it came and went really quickly. I binged the whole thing in one day because it's uh, not that much to consume. So you're talking to John C. Riley, Fred Armisen, and Tim Heidecker. So mm-hmm. the three primaries. And the concept is they're near completion of a lunar moon base. In advance of sending anyone up there, they have several of these trial moon bases in the desert where they send astronauts to get acclimated. You know, it's kind of like a biodome. It's like you if they walk outside, they have to wear their suit. They uh, have right. to basically act like they're on a moon base, right? It's the stress test and psychological stuff and all that stuff. And so this is three guys who want to be astronauts. And they're frankly, kind of losers in real life. Like John C. (laughs) Riley is like a washed up pilot who has a bunch of debt and lost his home. And he does helicopter tours in Hawaii. And he He doesn't want to wash out of this because it's like his last opportunity. And rather than just them being isolated, it's interesting that Manasseh is cycling other people through the moon base in different episodes. It's kind of guests that come through and they're auditing things or checking the status of stuff. But I said early on, I thought it was going to be junky, And it's actually really amusing. It's not slapstick funny, but these three guys together, they just feel like normal guys and it's really, really amusing. It's something that should be watched if you're if you're like exhausted from all of this NASA and space stuff. This is one of those like down-to-earth kind of versions of that, if you know what I mean. It sounds great. I
2: the fact that they called it Moonbase Eight is what kind of gives it away that it's like the dregs of the program because there were seven other moon bases that they populated <laughs> with the good people,
1: and this is just who's left over. It's like ESP and the Ocho. Right, exactly. <laughs> so actually, I watched the first episode. Of this, yeah, and I was kind of like eh about it, to be honest, because I was like, I was watching it, and I was like, I I couldn't figure out what it was, what what type of story they were telling, you know, because it it was just weird. I mean, I say I had a hard time just really kind of getting into it. But I say I only did watch the first episode, though. So
0: well, the fact that it's only six episodes and they're all like 25, 30 minute episodes, Mm -hmm. it's really just a great big comedy movie. Frankly, maybe this was going to be a movie. I don't know, you know, because it's not that much of a story uh, in terms of like a dramatic narrative. Right. They're in the desert. So it's really on Earth, obviously. And so there's somebody that keeps pilfering, like somebody's riding a bike around at night and stealing things they have to deal with that they wouldn't have to on the moon but they have to here so it's it's almost like one of those like a Seinfeld kind of thing it's a show about nothing nothing really important is happening it's just the interactions of the characters and kind of how they deal with stuff and that sort of thing and I know what you mean the first episode Mo was kind of you're getting your bearings and figuring out what kind of show it is mm-hmm. give it a shot give it a few more okay. episodes okay. I, I bet they're short
1: it. so it's not like a huge investment so <laughs> it's not it's not a huge commitment
0: yeah. <laughs> yep cool yeah And George I think you will really enjoy it too I mean this kind of show, and plus you're
1: interested in space like us, and so yeah. Mo, how about you, my man? What have you been watching? This is a show that is on uh, Amazon Prime. It apparently came out last year. I just found it. Hmm. It's a short series. It was. It has got seven Emmy nominations, it turned out. Whoa, okay. <laughs> which I had no idea, but it's called Dark Web. Uh, have you guys, either of you watched this or heard of it?
2: Mm. Nah. Hmm.
1: No. I mean, I'm, I've heard of the Dark Web, but... Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. I watched all of it. It's eight episodes. Uh, they're about hour-ish piece. It is a really interesting, very, very cool show. It this group of people start getting these emails from a high school friend that they haven't seen in years. And each email is a story. And they're kind of like like uh, Black Mirror-ish kind of stories. And so the episode switches from them getting the email to it actually like enacting the story. Like you're actually watching the story that she sent them. You're, you're seeing the dramatic presentation of right. the
0: story they're reading.
1: Okay, okay, exactly, yeah? exactly. Yeah. And, but the overlying kind of story on top of all of this is these people like are basically high school friends that haven't seen each other in years. They're all getting these weird stories from them, and then they start piecing together and finding out these stories are all clues because apparently their friend's in trouble and she's asking for help. Hmm. The person who's sending the stories is asking for help. Yes. And she okay. can't be specific for some reason. So they're like, there was these numbers in this story, da, 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 and, they, and they piece it together. And so it's like a little detective story of them trying to track down this friend, find out what's going on, why is there... Meanwhile, during the, this entire thing, she keep they keep getting these stories that they kind of keep flashing back to. So it was kind of a cool kind of mix of two different things because you definitely get like, like that black mirror thing with the because each of the stories kind of dealt with like technology or computers or mm-hmm, something along mm-hmm. those lines. They have them in like the quote unquote real world trying to figure out like what's going on. And on top of all of this is also the world, the real world is having um this massive like cyber attack is happening across the world where like power is going out in cities and, you know, all these just weird things are happening because this one group is like attacking people and at the end it all does come together like really really well and it was super interesting it was like it was one of these shows that you watch and it's hard not to just jump to the next episode oh that's good that's a testimony you're like like, what the hell's going on here especially after the first couple because the first one you're like okay neat story and then when it starts kind of coming together you're kind of like oh okay what's going on what's going on you know I was like okay where how's this end I got to figure this thing out here
0: so does it spend much time focusing on like the technology part of the dark web or is it like a
1: more like a people story or it's kind of a little both, I guess, because the, the, the friends, like there's the interaction between the th- friends over time. They just sort kind of went their own way. The thing that also they're, they're trying to figure out is like the person who is in trouble. She was kind of part of their group in high school, but she wasn't like a big part of the group. OK, so it doesn't sound like that much focus on the, the,
0: the technology or the, the dark web part of it. That's just kind of like the, the frame for the story, maybe.
1: But the stories themselves all do center around some technology or computers or okay. Internet, that kind of thing. Which is the Black Mirror connection you were making. Exactly, exactly. So. It, it was a really, really good show. Like I said, and I didn't even know it won all these Emmy nominations until I was looking up the blurb for this <laughs> so I could talk about it here. It's interesting. And they say if you have any kind of, if you like Black Mirror or any of that stuff, I think you would really, really enjoy it. Which we this all one. do, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Is it still continuing or is it over? No, Dino, it's over. Or? That's it.
1: It was meant to be just an eight episode. So it's a bite sized, self contained, all done thing. All done. Story dark ends. Web. Yep. Dark, dark Web. Dark Web. Dark Slash Web, actually, is the name no, of the title. Dark Slash Web. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> going to make it easy to search for. Oh, let me tell you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it filters out <laughs> the slash it's like when I started like doing a search for this initially um, yeah you wouldn't believe some of the sites came oh the on. things you're going to find by searching dark web yeah, be, yeah. beware so okay. search for dark web TV show TV show okay cool well before we get
0: out of media I want to really quickly give a plug to a, a someone I'm a huge fan of and is uh, giving his voice to the theme song of Gen X Grown Up and that's Beefy the uh, <laughs> great nerdcore hip hop artist and I just want to mention that he has a brand new album out called Provisional License Exam <laughs> I like his titles. <laughs> he has so many crazy. Well, and like often he does in this album, he touches on so much great stuff that's going on in the current zeitgeist and the kind of nerd pop culture. He has a track about Dungeons and Dragons, one about My Hero Academia, <laughs> and he has, even has one about Among Us, the now really? viral <laughs> multiplayer online game. So uh, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, and by the way, his new album is that on Bandcamp. You pay what you want. A dollar is the minimum. You can have the whole album. Oh. I'm going to play you out with a bit of that Among Us. Us track called Emergency Meeting. So here's beef You look as us, you ain't trustworthy like us. Follow him, see what he does.
2: data right down there in storage that's when i saw blue and the next thing i knew i saw purple dead body by
1: orange i'm not the one to point fingers for be it for me to be stepping on toes i did all my tasks and i'm spitting these facts and the enemy's red that's a bit on the nose but what do we know about brown and what do we know
2: about white chicken littles just walking down the street singing do i did it did it do it kentucky fried chicken's got my favorite thing to eat singing do i did it did look good look good taste fine taste pie only food and gotta have
0: them all the time Kentucky fried chickens new chicken little sandwiches they
1: cost just a little but people love them a lot Do I did it, did it oh! Okay, so let's get into tech and toys, especially getting into this holiday season. Now, George, you have something that I am totally, totally psyched about, because this is one of those games I could never afford to play in the arcade. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it was it was like a dollar a play or something like that, and I died cents. like... Yep. First 50 cent game. Yeah. And and I died like in the first like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and so I couldn't afford it. But I would watch other people play this thing like endlessly. Yep. So why don't you tell us about it? What is it?
2: Yeah. So Dragon's Lair is the arcade game you're referencing. Came oh, out yeah. in 1983. Wow. Mm-hmm. Awesome video game. One of my favorites. Uh, next to Galaga. Probably my second favorite arcade game of all time. I played this game religiously in the arcades back then. I know that multiple times I spent thirty, maybe even forty dollars in a day playing just this game,
1: <laughs> I can and easily that was see that.
2: a lot of money for you know yeah. a twelve-year-old to be given to play video games. And I just blew it all in this one game. <laughs> and that thirty dollars lasted you about forty-five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah. I, at first, yes. I mean, yeah, I got early it yeah. to where eventually I could complete the game on one fifty-cent play, which was nice. Oh, Wow! But what has happened is there is this company called New Wave Toys. And And they have been Mm -hmm. producing these one-sixth scale arcade replica units that play original ROMs. They have original cabinet design. So it's not like some of these other companies that are putting out the same plastic form factor Mm -hmm. and then just Mm -hmm. putting some stickers on it or some different colored plastic, maybe. Uh, They actually take the time to replicate the original arcade cabinet. And they have finally created, through Kickstarter, it was a Kickstarter campaign, a Dragon Slayer x replicate and you know i did a little short video on Mm -hmm. our youtube channel and i'm working on the review video now this thing is unbelievably detailed and cool and awesome to just I, I just have it sitting here on my desk right now and I'm I mm-hmm. just every now and then I just quit what I'm doing and just look at it it's, <laughs> it's that damn cool it's like, uh-huh. and they come with cool little things too I should point out like when John got his Street Fighter one mm-hmm. you got that little controller that was in there right yes. so you could play two player Right. you could plug it in mm-hmm. the back
0: and play two player right yeah
2: well so Dragon's Lair never really had that kind of a mode but what Mm-mm. they included with this thing I swear to God. Goodness. it's the little laser disc player that was inside the cabinet a little replica of that and of the <laughs> laser disc itself nice they have little replicas that are form scale size whatever you want to call it <laughs> wow yeah, nice they're just there for you to look at and play around with and hold and stuff they're you know just little bonus additions. but man this company knocks it out of the park the only downside to these machines i think they don't have the right price point oh i've talked about uh-oh. it before with john street fighter they're 119 dollars oh $119 is a solid price point don't get me wrong I'm sure they're selling them but if they took that down to ninety nine ninety nine, dollars these would be insta buys all day long for fans of arcade classics like we are yeah wow. so how did it play I mean did it play like the original yeah it's the original ROM playing on the Daphne emulator so if you've mm-hmm. ever played that on any emulation system that you've ever set up mm-hmm. much like MAME but Daphne is for LaserDisc games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right right it's the exact same arcade game it has
1: dip switch settings the whole nine yards and, and the graphics are the high quality that you Mm -hmm. got from the wow yep that's that's pretty cool that's pretty damn cool And George, you are the
0: target audience for this thing. I mean, if anybody would want this, it would be you. Yeah. It's it's cool that it's sitting on your desk. So I don't want to spoil your review, but it sounds like you're generally favorable about it. Yeah. Have you found yourself going back and playing it again and again the time you've had it? It's a blast. It's
2: a great game. I can't say enough praises about it. And the fact that, you know, I'm not saying that because New Wave sent us this as a thing for us to review. They Mm -hmm. sent it to Mm -hmm. us free of charge, which was awesome, but that didn't influence my Oh, no. Review. At oh all. no! we've
1: established, established that, that in who George knows that that is not <laughs> the case <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's something free George this is garbage okay right. I'll tell you, no, you it's going on eBay no but this one
2: this one's staying on my desk for a long long time I mean it's, oh, it's great are you
1: able to finish it like are able to go through the whole thing like the old days or on, on this one I haven't yeah. attempted that yet because
2: <laughs> as well put together as it is it is 1-6 scale yeah, in every aspect and my fat fingers that have been broken multiple times <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) over the years doing different stuff. I don't know that I am going to be that accurate, but that's not the point of this game, of this system. It's there for you to play and play with your kids maybe or that kind of a thing. But it's more of just it taking me back to 1983 mm-hmm. and this oh, really? unit does that better than any of the other units except for maybe that space invaders one that we John have of, in yeah. our channel mm-hmm. that we've talked mm-hmm. about quite often right. That space invaders is really good that's from a different company but this one is right there with that uh it, you know it's bigger because it's one six scale mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just the cabinet alone is just beautiful i mean the lit up marquee and the button door and the little coins that they send you with it to play around with i mean it's it's just perfect and i i looked online i looked at all the pictures of a dragon's lair arcade cabinet and this thing is from all intents and purposes i can see a perfect
0: replica of that original cabinet wow so not only does it sync up with your memory like you you did some analysis and it syncs up with factual what mm-hmm. that's awesome that's really the the claim to fame of these uh, the new wave toys that they've been putting out it just it's that attention to detail that just makes you go oh cool oh cool right. oh Oh, cool over Yeah, and over. yeah absolutely. <laughs> nice. Great. So very that's cool. what
2: I've been playing around with. John, I'm assuming you have something just as cool that you've been playing around with.
0: Not a chance in hell that it's as cool <laughs> as that. No, yeah, that's <laughs> not, that's not hard hard at all. on the to top,
1: man. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> my, my, actually, the, the tech item I want to talk about is actually very pedestrian, but it's something that it kind of snuck up on me and I wasn't aware of. And it was so cool that I want to call a little attention to it. So Logitech is a great peripheral manufacturer. They make speakers and cameras and microphones and keyboards and crap like that. And uh, so recently I bought a keyboard
1: mouse combo, wireless combo. And, mm-hmm. you know, it comes with that little dongle. You plug oh in my God. and you lose those dongles or you get them mixed up or whatever. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Man, you, so you, you're playing right into my hand here, Mo. Okay. This is the thing that I realized.
0: <laughs> so recently I, I noticed that on the little Logitech dongles, there's this little orange icon on a few of them that I recently bought. I'm like, okay, it's some Logitech branding or something, but it's actually the emblem of the unifying software ecosystem they've created. And so here's why let's start with a real world example of how it helped me and how I discovered it. So I mentioned I bought this keyboard and mouse, and I recently learned that this fantastic wireless mouse can only fall from about the height of three foot onto a hardwood floor a few times before it stops working. <laughs> oh. <laughs> crappy design. <laughs> well, my cat was helping me and, you know, the, the mouse falls sometimes and it fell and it just it stopped working like, well, crap. So what I did is I ordered just a replacement mouse. The keyboard was fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, well, when I get it, now I'm going to have two dongles, a keyboard mm-hmm. and a mouse. Not so. With this unifying software, you, a single dongle. And any keyboard and mouse you like, Mm -hmm. you just enable the unifying software on your computer. You say, now turn off and back on the thing you want to talk to this dongle they negotiate and handshake with each other boom you have a single dongle for things you bought from different places at different times as long as they're Logitech in this world I couldn't believe yeah. it. wow I've already been using that I'm surprised you didn't know that yet I didn't know this to be
1: honest I didn't I,
0: yeah. I haven't heard of that either that's awesome it, it makes so much sense I can't believe it didn't exist before
2: I know <laughs> well because like I have like one of those where I sit in my chair while I'm controlling my computer on the big screen uh-huh. I have one of those Logitech keyboards that has the trackpad on the side right yes uh-huh. right, right. that's what I use for most of the time, but every now and then I need a real mouse that has, you know, a, a wheel on it and mm-hmm. a right button that's easy to deal with and everything. So I have in the little pocket of my little holder there on my uh, on my lazy boy, I have a Logitech mouse that's that same unifying software. And all I do is I just take it out. Turn it on and boom! I'm using it and the keyboard at the same time. Yeah, it's
0: it, pretty remarkable. And you can support up to six devices simultaneously with this single nice. dongle,
1: and they don't have to be purchased together. Now, here's a: Can you use that keyboard on another computer? I would imagine so. It all depends <laughs> yeah. on the on
2: how far away you are from it's the dongle. Range. Yeah, it's like yeah. a
0: 33 foot range, so oh, you'd have to forget one before it got to the other. I expect, but oh, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah, pretty remarkable. The only thing about it that I'm mad about is that that it's owned by Logitech. I wish this would be adopted. By everyone on the planet it just oh, become like yeah, bluetooth just standard just a wi-fi
1: standard.
0: yeah that would be great but it's another one of those examples of little changes in technology that can really simplify like oh it, <laughs> i know in the past i have had like a little army of those little dongles plugged yeah. into the back of my computer because you have different things and now not so much george
1: you were you were hip to it uh i didn't know it was new to me so yeah. uh, i was pretty pretty impressed yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Cause like I have computers and I have keyboards laying around that I'm like, which dongle goes to which one? You know, <laughs> and See, trying to yeah, remember. exactly. It just
0: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. And in fact, you can just buy the dongle, $14, and you plug it in and you can sync any keyboard and mouse that supports that tech with it nice. right away. So that's just a simple little change that simplifies my life. Just goes to show. Yeah. Very cool. So very simple, but that's what I wanted to talk about. Mo, how about you, tech or toy that you are yeah. checking well, out?
1: Well, definitely this falls more into the toys. Mm-hmm. So you might remember I talked about Ace of Aces. I did a video on it a while back. Uh, oh, for sure. The, game the, the, you know, yeah, the, the air combat book, thing.
0: The book and uh, pen and paper game. Yeah. Yep.
1: The guys who made that also made a series of books called Lost Worlds, which was the same idea, except instead of airplanes fighting, it was Dungeons and Dragons-ish kind of fantasy characters fighting each other. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And now they had to change – like the concept's a little different than Ace of Aces because you're dealing with combat and ranges all that stuff. It's not so just it's,
0: turn left, turn right, right? It's, right? it's spin, parry, thrust,
1: swipe, that kind of thing. Exactly. And then how far you are and all that kind of yeah. stuff factors into it. Okay. Oh, but let me tell you, man, I'm doing a review now of, or, or, or brought to you by of those series of books. And I was just kind of playing them the other day with my nephew, and they still hold up. I mean, they are still so much fun to just kind of pull out. They kind of fit that little niche of, you know, you need something to do for like five, ten minutes while you're waiting for something mm-hmm. that you can kind of do and have a quick fight and have some fun at it. And it, those things are just really, really fun. So I'm really kind of looking forward to Doing the video on it. And the other thing that I just wanted to bring up is that the guy who created those contacted me. hmm Yep. And I was able to do an interview with him. So that's also going to be coming up on our YouTube channel here shortly. That's one of the joys of doing this show is that you get these little opportunities like that. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that just, you know, just really it's definitely just
0: kind of- such such a cool perk. I mean, George, you ran the comic book show for a while and you got to interact mm-hmm. with authors and people, the creators and stuff. And, you know, we have opportunity. Hell, I got to sit down and talk with Jerry Buckner, the Tim yeah. Man fever. And now you have the, the guy that made these pen and paper books from your youth. And that, that's what Gen X Grown Up is all about. It's, it's celebrating and remembering that nostalgia and just an opportunity to, to see it and to bring it to our listeners and our viewers is just. And to get free shit from people we used to love. <laughs> and to get, a dra- <laughs> to get a Dragon Slayer cabinet <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's outstanding. Do some of this. Do some of that. A little bit of this and a whole lot of that. Give them all a little pat of butter.
1: Pure, fresh, natural dairy butter. It has the same calories as margarine, just 36 per pat. Give them all a little pat of butter! My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all, it's time for the Generation X game segment. Ooh, boy, that
0: was an effort for you. <laughs> we can tell you were out late last night. <laughs> yeah,
2: my son had a football game last night, and I was the cheerleader for the whole stand.
1: So my
0: throat is thrashed the cheer today. screamer is what you yeah, call exactly. You were at the strip club,
1: you were yelling at candy or something. You know, <laughs> no, I don't have to yell there. I just bring out the money. I'm too old to yell at a strip club. <laughs> don't
0: escort him out, sir.
2: Sir, That's right. Sir. Sorry, <laughs> sir, sir, being too loud.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but we love games in this segment. That's why we spend the whole entire segment just on games. So, Mo, why don't you tell the fine fourth listeners exactly what you've been playing lately?
1: Okay, so this is one of the few games that I will sit there and pre-purchase. That's why I have it day one, and that's the new Assassin's Creed. It's called Assassin's Creed Valhalla ah
0: mm, okay
1: because i know i'm gonna get my cory's out of this and for those of you who don't know cory's is a system that one of our great fourth listeners cory came up with that for every dollar you spend you should get like an hour of play time right mm-hmm. and this one i mean i paid the full price for it which was like what 60 bucks or something yeah something like that yeah uh, something uh, like that <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he did it but he's
0: embarrassed to say
1: it yeah yeah <laughs> okay. so much but let me tell you i've been playing it and it's I mean, uh, the one thing I love about the Assassin's Creed games is that every one they make is they tweak it. Like they learn from the one before. Like they said, okay, you know this could be a little bit better, and they change it, make it a little bit better. This little, you know, so every game has like these incremental improvements to it, and on top of that the stories are just getting just better and better as well. So this one, you actually play a Viking, which is awesome. And you can even lead Viking raids on like villages and churches and stuff, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Raping
2: <laughs> and pillaging everything I want to do in a video game.
1: I've, I've never pillaged before in my life, but let me tell you, man, it is a fun thing. To it do. sure <laughs> looks fun. A, it, it is. It is. You know, going through there and, and so you have your raiding team and they all just charge in there. and they're, I mean, It's just so much fun. You know, like every game You know, the world is bigger, but they got rid of like some of the annoying little like find these little doodads that are hidden throughout the city that you can never find them all kind of thing. They got rid of almost all of that. Instead, it's like these are areas that you go do side missions. These are, you know, they made it very, very clear, very easy to kind of navigate around. And it's your choice. You know, do you want to go off of these side missions or you want to keep going to the main mission?
0: You know, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in quite some time. And so so the reason I haven't, quite honestly, Uh I I acknowledge their quality. But what I remember about them is... See, initially, they were like all connected. You were this person reliving memories of something, yeah. some the same assassin, the same theme, yes. And there's a whole bunch of you know, climbing up towers and jumping into barrels of hay and exploring the map kind of thing. And it just started to feel very samey to me after a while. Yeah. But you said they've, they've iterated on that somewhat. Have they improved on that? And because like,
1: this one, you're actually not an assassin, really. Well, you're a Viking who pillages. So, I mean, yeah, it kind you're of... Viking who pillages exactly. <laughs> so they really add like a lot of different options. Like I, instead of pillaging the, the town or the village or whatever, you could go the Assassin's Creed sneak route and try to sneak right. through it and, and do that if you decide to. The,
2: the least sneaky warriors in all of history <laughs> have to be Vikings, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys were not built for stealth.
1: No. And, and this Viking, they're special. <laughs> let's
0: just say they're that. special. <laughs> okay. They're right. special Vikings.
1: There's actually assassins there that are teaching. Because now you're in England for most of the game. There's assassins there that are actually teaching you some of the how to be an assassin and all that stuff because you have some like innate ability for it. But without you actually joining the assassins group. But let us say, I mean, so far, I've been, I played a crap ton of this game already. And it is, uh, it's, it's fun. There's even a section where you go to Asgard Don't ask, but you can go there. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing they do with these games, which is really good, is that there is a story to it, you know, that kind of carries mm-hmm. you through the whole thing. Um, which yeah, is, so needs to, it's, yeah. right? Exactly. And I think they they knocked this one out of the park, like they did all the others. Have you played enough that you would
0: give it a token rating yet? What do you think? Oh of yeah, it?
1: absolutely. I mean, I mean, I play for hours and hours, and I'm maybe a few percent into the game to be honest. It's, it's a really big game, but at this one, I would give this one of our five token system. Mm-hmm. I would give this one four tokens right off the bat, just from what I played so far.
0: No, oh, all right. My most important follow up is: Do you get to wear the helmet with the goat horn? That's the most important part of being a Viking. Uh, do you get to not do yet, but
1: I, I have oh, seen pictures. That could no, be a I've deal seen breakers. Pictures, I've seen pictures, so <laughs> you, I'm gonna you get, need the I helmet. am going to get that Okay, All you're right. not a Viking without the goat horns.
0: Talk to me again when you get the goat horn helmet. Hey, well, but there's I'll drinking games it. in this one.
1: Oh, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> and the way they did it was super clever, too, so it's yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla. All right. Nice. Yeah. So what do you got, Josh, Sean? I picked up a game that...
0: Coincidentally, I was talking to somebody about not two months ago. Saying, "Do you remember that game?" and had to look it up. There was a game that came out in two thousand three called Thirteen. Roman numerals really familiar. Hmm, X I I I Thirteen. I, I didn't go looking it up at the time like like going to buy it and play it. I was just talking to somebody about it. I was talking mm-hmm. about there was a great kind of female Austin Powers game called No One Lives Forever that came oh, out yeah. in the early 2000s and I was telling somebody, this is a lot like that one, but it's very much like an animated comic book adventure that you're playing. Like things happen and it pops up little panels in the corner to show a guy falling off a building or somebody talking in the next room. Oh uh, Yes, yes, yes. I do know this one. Yeah. And it's all cell shaded. Like it looks like you know, kind of artwork for a comic book or one of the styles you could get for a comic book. Mm -hmm. And I remembered it well. And then because of the way Google works, if you've been searching for something, if something comes up on there's news about it. (laughs) Yeah. A remaster was just released last week of 13. So first, let me start with the fact it's not a remake. It's a remaster, by which I mean they take so many of the original assets and reuse them. So let's start with voice talent. Who's in this? Just some people you might have heard of, like uh, Adam West and David Duchovny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Okay, get Some B-actors, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Some people you might have heard of. And the, the, and the story is the same. All that is in there. And when you buy it, by the way, we'll give you a link that you can check it out mm-hmm. if you want to. But when you buy it, you also get a copy of the original game. The first one, the unremastered. Oh, so you can play the original. Okay. And I've been playing a ton of this since I picked it up. Like, when I pre-ordered it, I got the original and I started playing that. And then as soon as the remaster came out, I downloaded that, and moved on. The remaster did a great job of mapping the game into a kind of a new mechanic. But as you play it, it feels so late '90s, early 2000s. It feels to me like another Golden Eye. Like remember playing the, oh, the yeah. single player mm, version yeah. of Golden oh, Eye in 64? Yeah. Like just the feeling of how like a like a silenced pistol feels, and like just the tone of how guys run around, hey you. You know, it's just it doesn't feel like a modern game at all because it's not. And it's that kind of modern technology wrapped around this game that it, it's so difficult for me to put into words how just the entirety of the story and the gameplay, the structure of the levels where, oh, we couldn't afford an open world back in 2003, so mm-hmm. it looks like an open world, but these it's not really. inexplicably impassable trees on the side of the field right. that you can't get past, things like that. And the, the super serious tone, the whole concept of the game is you are this guy who awakens on the beach, lost his memory. Oh, okay. A usual, a, a Typical trope. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you're you're rescued by this lifeguard who quickly gets killed. You, you have to make, <laughs> make your way to a, a truck to get downtown because apparently there you have a key to a, a safety deposit box. And you find out that the president has been assassinated. His brother is trying to take over. And people think you are the guy who killed the president because you look like him, but you're not. There's these 20 guys that go by the numbers one through 20 Roman numerals. And they're kind of this shadow organizations trying to overthrow, take over the world, whatever that kind of thing. And you're a super spy who, though you've lost your memory, you did not lose your ability to kick ass. So, (laughs) wow, is it fun? Okay, cool. And the whole thing, I think the the remake is only like, I don't know, 25 bucks or something and you get the old one and the new one. So simple, mindless, shoot guys with a machine gun, run around and solve things. It's called 13. It's a lot of fun. I picked it up on Steam, playing it on PC. It definitely feels old school, but it is a nice layer on top of it that makes it manageable in the modern, nice save points and things like that that you might not have had otherwise. So definitely want you to check out if you want some first-person action that feels like GoldenEye. (laughs) Love it. it.
1: Still playing it. Awesome.
0: George, how about you? I know that we are rounding out the back end of your A to Z of these old Steam games you never got around to before. Where are we at?
2: So right now we're up to the letter S in our Humble oh, Bundle, okay. Alphabet Soup series, mm-hmm. and uh, S was obviously an easy letter to find a game in. I had oh, multiple, multiple <laughs> ones. Matter <laughs> yep. of fact, I had even I didn't even realize it until I was preparing for this episode. I had apparently slated one video game in the spreadsheet, and I had downloaded a different video game in Steam. So I had completely different <laughs> games so many set up for the letter S. Uh, but I ended up going with the one in the spreadsheet, mainly because it's one that I have played for over 13 hours at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, it's it's one Holy of those kit. games. And when you hear the title, I'm sure you'll understand why I have played this game for so long. It's called Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings. Ah, good job, Blair Okay. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, the fun thing about this game that I like so much is that this is not your traditional EA sports baseball type of game. It's mm-hmm. more built in the let's just have fun playing a game that's kind of cartoonish style of sports game. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you the Steam description just so we can all be, you know, on the same page. It says tight controls and a smooth learning curve will have you knocking it out of the park in no time in this awesome arcade baseball simulator, Polygon's 2014 sports game of the year. And I'm kind of confused because it was Polygon's 2014 sports game of the year, but Steam says that it was released in 2015.
0: So I guess maybe <laughs> it was released
2: outside of Steam first, and
0: then okay. got it's Steam
2: release a little bit later. I wonder, later, the, but is the
0: extra innings like another edition, maybe? Or is that the original title? I don't know, title? because I can't oh, no.
2: find another Super Mega gotcha. Baseball. Okay. I'm sure there, there may be, but this extra so, innings was the sports game of the year, apparently. Gotcha. Circa 2014. We'll Circa 2014. <laughs> yeah. So all the characters are very cartoonish. All the players and they all have cartoonish names. They have big giant bulbous heads and oddly Mm -hmm. shaped bodies and the baseball bats look more like smooth round clubs than baseball bats. Uh, <laughs> but the game plays, I'm not going to say accurate to life, but it feels like what it would be like to play a baseball game. Okay. That I makes mean, that's what really matters,
1: right? Is how it yeah. feels, not whether it is accurate.
2: And their tagline about you'll be knocking out of the park in no time is very accurate. Like, I think it was probably the second inning of the first test game that I was playing that I hit a home run. And it's very satisfying when you hit a home run in a baseball game because, most of the baseball games, like the EA Sports games or the 2K, whatever, they make it so difficult that you almost have to be a professional baseball player to hit the damn ball at all, let alone <laughs> knock it out of the park. This game makes it fun to play. John, you mm-hmm. remember we used to love that uh, Super Dodgeball game from the oh, arcade? Oh, yes. Yeah. This is very much in the same vein and style of that, although you get a little bit extra because your characters they have names and histories and they get tired during the game and you have to replace them so there's a little bit extra behind the scenes of it that makes it a little bit more fun and it, it's just a blast it's a game Does that this you have can multiplayer? play Does it have it, um it is Do you know? i don't think it is uh
0: it, yeah no it's a single player game Dang it, because it's sounding so good. Like, I would play it. It sounds like an arcade version of baseball, not a simulation.
2: They do have a a shared split screen option, so you can play it on the same computer. So so on Parsec, we could maybe do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I haven't played it that way. I've only played... The single player game, and I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can't get enough of this game. I every now and then I'll just like, I want to play a game. This is one of my go to games, it's That's probably one. in my top wow. five go to games right now. Dang, wow! And this
0: for from a man who has a dragon's lair on his desk. Yeah, yes. really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said my top five, so I have this. Right. <laughs> everything about it you described sounds like it's the kind of sports game that I tend to like a, a little over the top, a little mm-hmm. not absolutely exactly to the physics and to the stats and everything, but it. It, it like dials the the knobs and tunes it so it's maximizing the fun is like right. kind of how you describe it is that right yeah
2: and i think also the playability allowing more people to play it because like I said those EA sports games or those 2K games you have to really love that sport to want oh, to dive yeah. into how deep those things are this one literally you just turn it on and within the first like I don't know five minutes or so you understand how to do whatever it is you're trying to do on the screen so it's not frustrating it's easy That's entry good for anybody yeah. who just wants to you know I kind of want to play a baseball game today okay this is the one for you cool
0: sounds very cool all right so where are we at on the stats? Because first of all, I'm interested oh, yeah. in this game. I might want to buy it. Okay. <laughs> so I want to know what it did, what it will and might cost me, but how did sure. you pay for it? And where are we at? Uh right. So
2: this game on steam currently is $12 99 cents not bad. Uh, okay it's, so it's kind of just outside that sub ten dollar insta buy range for me mm-hmm. but sure. it, for a fun game like this it's worth the extra three dollars in my opinion i bought this game as part of the humble very positive bundle i remember that one yeah that bundle cost me six dollars and 24 cents there were 11 items in that bundle <laughs> <Again>. so the <laughs> game itself cost me 57 cents nice wow yep. I have spent at this point on individual games a total of seven dollars and seventy nine cents, and I would have needed to spend oh goodness what was it two hundred and ninety two dollars on all the ones eighty one cents. So I have a total savings so far <laughs> thanks to Humble Bundle of two hundred and eighty five dollars. Holy crap!
0: Yeah. Man. And the fact that you've played it for 13 plus hours. Mm-hmm. And still continue to play it. Yeah. Pretty favorable. What kind of rating would you give it, do you think? Uh,
2: so I would give this game four and one quarter tokens. It's not oh, yeah. perfect. That sounds great. Yep, It's mm-hmm.
0: really, really solid. That's right in that sweet spot. What a great find. And yeah. you probably never would have found this except for you got it in a bundle, right? <laughs> <I mean,
2: laughs> it's being forced to. <laughs> it was one of the ones that I bought the bundle for because oh, I was, it was. like, okay. you know, I want yeah. a baseball game and they show the trailer and I'm like, oh, that's cute. And the bundle you know, like I said, it was $6 to get that game as part of the bundle. I'm like, okay, I can spend $6 to get a cute little baseball game. And I got the other 10 games along with it.
0: But man, it's just been a blast. That's the beautiful part of how those bundles work. You know, so often you'll see it's like, well, the bundle costs 10 bucks, and you see one game in it that you're like you're like, okay, if that's all I get out of it, it's a good deal. But you end right. up finding all these other little hidden gems that we've uncovered through the course of this And Think series. about this, John, to go back in the history of this
2: series, one of your favorite games from this list was part of the same bundle. The Deadly Tower of Monsters was our letter D entry. And that was right. part of the very yeah. humble that bundle. That was great. Very positive yeah. bundle. Yep. yep. So, yeah, I mean, you get two gems out of a bundle for $6 like that, that's that's just In The awesome. same one.
0: Very neat. Yeah. Alright, well, just a few left. Now, I know many times you have a key to give away because you have so many of them. Do you have one for this show? We do have a
2: key to give away. This time, the subject line for the email is going to be batter up. Okay. Batter up. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> game that we have to give away is a game called V-Rally 4. Now, this is not one of my keys, so I'm assuming that because it ended up on my spreadsheet, it's one of the keys from one of you guys, which is really awesome. Yep. We added it. Yeah.
0: V Rally four is uh kind of a on road, off road uh race car game. One of those big kind of oh, giant cool. real ray traced environment looking things where you're the physics and the real kind of drifting and stuff that you do. There's on and off road you got Dune buggies and crap like that. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun do to have like smoke signals or anything you can give a you can shoot out
2: the back like Rally X or is it a different uh, no, type of rally. no smoke screen other than the okay. dust you throw up uh, as you pass passing by. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Nature of smokescreen. Right.
2: But if you like racing games, sounds like this would be a great free game Mm. for somebody to claim. So Plus it's free. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) So just write us at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Your subject of your email needs to be batter up. Batter up. And you will be given a free Steam key for V-Rally 4. That's great.
0: Cool. All right. Thanks, George. What are you looking for?
1: Shopping for we'll pick it for you, we'll catch it for you. We'll make it and bake it and save it for you. Unlimited doubles too. What are you looking for?
0: You don't have to look anymore. There's no
1: reason to shop anywhere else.
0: Hello and welcome to Novel Conversations subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. As we wind out the back end of the show, we always like to take a second here to talk about what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we'll get together to speak. And I'm going to start with three simple words. Ready Player Two.
2: Yeah, you got it to the list before I did. Damn it.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ernest Cline's follow up to Ready Player One drops November 24th. Oh, my God.
1: I already bought it. Yep, know, me too. I'm sure you guys have too. Oh God. I, I I'm like part of me is like hopeful but scared.
0: I have infinite faith in Ernest Klein's ability to follow up on this story. I can't wait to see what happens more in the universe of Ready Player mm-hmm. One. That that book just hit hit me so deep in the feels. <laughs> it was so exact to my my experience growing up as a Gen Xer. And I mean the film was great too that Spielberg put out. And I, I didn't think he'd do a follow up and, I, didn't he did either. and I thought it was kind of. But
1: yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: I don't get excited about books that often. It's like, I'll read that book eventually. This one I'm excited about, and I can't wait till the Amazon actually drops an actual book at my door. Can you believe it? Amazon bringing me a book in 2020. Crazy. A book.
1: Wow. Yeah. So definitely excited about that one. Mo, how about you? What are you looking forward to in
0: addition to my Ready Player
1: 2? <laughs> so um, the one I'm looking forward to is it's a new series on Disney Plus called Marvel 616. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who aren't like familiar with the world of Marvel, like there's alternate universes, and number 616 is supposed to be like the main art. that's
2: universe prime yep yep that's where we are that's our our world well no we're not in a superhero world so no oh but it's like the main world like the one that kind of like unless you saw a superhero flying
0: outside your window while we were recording this podcast that would be no oh so 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 the main universe isn't
1: even our universe no i definitely don't know okay basically it's an anthology series where they're covering like each episode is covering a different like topic and it's not just about the comic books but it's about stuff around the comic books like the trailblazing women of Marvel like the Mm -hmm. the new women who are coming up in the world of comic books Mm -hmm. discovering forgotten characters there's an episode on that was a whole episode on just the artist and how the art has changed and stuff like that so it sounds like it's like for people who are like interested or, or read a lot of comic books especially and just want to get like that little deeper into like a specific topic it just seemed like super interesting I don't know much I saw the trailer the trailer looked really cool without really telling you what it's about (laughs) if that makes sense like you're like wow that looks really interesting I'm not sure what this is but cool but yeah I'm looking forward to seeing it the first episode drops 1120 Uh, I'm guessing Disney Plus you said that yes on Disney Plus yep gotcha yep
0: more reasons to have Disney Plus in addition to George's right stuff all right oh yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah, like they need any help (laughs) no they don't not from us no so how about you George what you got
2: I am looking forward to the fifth season of one of those odd series that it pops up on television every now and then and you're like oh damn I forgot this was a thing and then you watch it and you're just totally mesmerized for it and that is BattleBots. Now, this oh. is the fifth season of the quote-unquote reinvention on the new network that it's on currently. BattleBots has been going all around for like 20 something years. Yeah. There's been BattleBots competitions maybe longer and they have televised some of those competitions that are earlier in the day. But the great thing about this BattleBots version is a lot of those original people who created their BattleBots way back in the day are still in this competition today and they're even still using some of their original BattleBots which is awesome
1: but then uh Imahara from Mythbusters he Grand won Imahara, his he? he
2: Imahara was one of the original guys involved yeah. with BattleBots huh. he did some judging in one of the seasons like maybe mm-hmm. in the first or second season something like that but yeah this has been a great series and I like this one because they set it up very much like a professional sports TV show mm-hmm. so you know they have the two announcers and they have the commentator who interviews the people on the floor and they have you know all the secondary cameras and everything they really put a lot of production value into this which somebody like john
0: i know you would appreciate Mm -hmm. now now just to be clear this is what i think it is right this is like two robots in an arena trying to destroy each other yeah yeah that's exactly right yeah that's (laughs)
1: that's
2: what i thought thought. and at the end of the year one of the best parts about the competition the winner receives the giant nut (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> does he now yep that's the trophy and john trophy. is exactly what you think it is it is a giant hexagonal bolt nut yes. and that is probably i don't know three feet wide holy moly yeah it's not small and <laughs> some trophy. when some they're lifting it they have a hard time especially lifting. these guys <laughs>
1: But yeah, it's it's really cool. Battle. I still remember watching like way back when you said 20 years ago, it was like this mm-hmm. thing that would just be like on TV at like these random times. Yeah. And some of the creativity, though, is some of these things are like I saw one that had like a robot that would like try to flip the other ones upside down. Yeah. No, yeah flippers like,
2: are still a big part. Yeah, oh, they are. Um, okay. Bronco is one of the best flippers of all time. It's this gas chromatic powered flipper bot that if it gets underneath you and it's actuator fires, you're going, no matter how big your body is, you're going 15, 20 feet in the air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just have images of just saw blades and hatchets
2: mm-hmm. that are yeah, I've well, seen that one. They have all These nutty things.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right. And, it, and when does it begin? It starts on December 3rd, so the day that our next regular podcast airs, this series will Got start. It.
0: This will come out. Okay. Very cool. Can't wait to see who gets the giant nut. That's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. quite something to look That's, that's what it's to. all about.
1: <laughs> it's real, All things in life. Yes. Where are they televising this, do you know? It is actually on Discovery, believe it oh. or not. So okay. they actually yeah. have something on there that's like not
2: <laughs> <laughs> something that's interesting to you. Right? Yeah. Cool. Yep.
0: Well, it sounds like something that belongs on the History Channel, because it has nothing to do with history, just like pawn shops, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, occasionally they buy
1: something old. Come on.
0: <laughs> this is a McDonald's quarter pounder. It costs way over a dollar. This is Wendy's quarter pound single. It costs under a dollar, and is made hot off the grill with your favorite fresh toppings. Now, McDonald's probably thinks that we're charging too little, and we
1: think that they're charging too much. You know...
0: You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That's going to put a bow on this latest edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Thank you for joining us for this one. Before we leave, I must take just a moment to express our deep and heartfelt thanks to all the folks who support us over on Patreon. These are people who give a few bucks out of their wallet every single month to support and believe in what we do here on the podcast over on YouTube and on the website. And I'd like to thank each and every one of you individually dan Butterspider, John jonathan h dana travis thomas sean Stu monkey chet levi greg l blasted or stash at lee tony agile chad arlem Stubaca, greg z t2 david jason matt shelby adam mike c Steve, and ben davis slow marcus and mark mm. i cheated it wasn't just one breath but i made it through <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank yep. you thank you so much each and every one of you are so grateful If you are interested in joining these people and supporting what we do, George, would you please tell the Fine Fourth listeners how they can get that done?
2: Absolutely. Anybody out there who is interested in trying to take John to a third breath, all you have to do (laughs) is go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. You go there. If you don't already have an account, you click a few buttons, you create yourself Mm -hmm. a very free account, and then you go to the very non-free section. You click on giving us $1 a month. We love you. You love us. $2 a month. We love each other. Double as much, $3 a month gets you. Into that behind-the-scenes footage, five dollars get you into that Gen X grown-up swag that everybody in the world is talking about, and you can go on from there. But we appreciate every single dollar Mm -hmm. that you guys donate because, in all honesty, I mean, we could keep doing this without any single donations because we were doing it before on our own dime. But Mm -hmm. the fact that you guys send us money every single month, we joke around about it. Please send us more money. But honestly, it means so much to us. It's what makes us feel committed and even happier to do this thing that we already loved
0: as it was. It, yeah, that, it's a hell of a motivator. Well said, George. Thank you. Thanks so much. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another but next week is our backtrack edition where we pick a single topic and dig in deep Mo would you tell
1: the fourth listeners what they have to look forward to next week oh sure I mean it's our goal at X growing up to make things easy on our listeners and we know that we're probably some of the hardest people to buy gifts for because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know we generally either buy it ourselves or no one knows what the hell we actually enjoy doing so we decided to help them out and this backtrack is all going to be about gift ideas at different price ranges that we have found so you can buy that gift that you want to find to that geek in your life no matter what their age, we have something for you.
0: It's going to be on the next Backtrack. Don't want to miss that one. Until then, I am John George. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. But fourth listener, it's you. We appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. X grown up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. No more
2: watchie shows till sunrise. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner
0: cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Start recording. All right. All right. Everybody cool? Ready? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's on a time delay. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's a lot of profanity, so put a delay on him. We can pause him later. <laughs> Seven <laughs> seconds Again. of hell. Beep, okay. <clears throat> 85 no yeah oh pff, shit yeah. taking
1: toys i kept thinking for george oh, well, my what the fuck you waiting for me for <laughs> i don't know and I little don't boys know and girls taking toys
2: <laughs> oh my god I'll i was waiting for like the, you want me to come up with an intro for, for youtube toys? toys i
1: yeah i'm sorry sorry my bad my bad i <laughs> you know, okay anywho let's get into it. <clears throat> five sorry four three that you can give your neighborhood friendly geek in your in your life. That was horrible. Uh, I was like, you just stumbled all through that. I, I saw where you were going. I really did. I know. And it did not go there. So
0: <laughs> I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation.